does getting outside and playing excite you or intimidate you? Have you ever felt a longing to spend more time outdoors and less on screens, but you don't even know where to start? If so, today's podcast is perfect for you. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Each episode is full of real-world information to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I'm thrilled to have you joining us today. On today's podcast, Jenny Urich from 1000 Hours Outside is going to talk to us about the lifelong benefits of getting you and your kiddos outside. We'll discuss the developmental, emotional, spiritual, relational, and academic benefits of prioritizing time outdoors. And we'll give you a lot of tips for how to get started and how to make that a permanent part of your family dynamic. Before we dive in, though, I want to pass on a special offer from today's sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. This month, Apologia is running a sale on their incredible elementary math curriculum. Apologia's Exploring Creation with Mathematics curriculum is designed to help young minds discover the power of numbers through creation. With hands-on learning activities and games using household objects, short 20-minute lessons, and a suggested four-day work week, you and your children will love Apologia's math curriculum. So many homeschool families have switched to Apologia math after struggling with other curriculum and have seen their children become excited about math for the first time. Right now, through February 28th, you can shop Apologia's math curriculum at Apologia.com. Use the promo code LOVEMATH, which is all one word, at checkout and receive 25% off. Again, that promo code is LOVEMATH, all one word, at Apologia.com. I hope you'll check that out, and I would love to hear how you and your kiddos enjoy their math. So send me a note or post a comment here to let me know. Now, though, won't you join me and Jenny Urich as we discuss the lifelong benefits of getting outside. Welcome back, everybody. I am so glad to have you with us again, and I am very, very excited to have Jenny Urich with us again on the podcast. Jenny is the founder of 1000 Hours Outside, which is a global movement. It's taken over the world, just really getting people's attention about the benefits and the importance of getting our kids outside for learning and play and fun and making memories and all the things that go along with it. So, Jenny, welcome back to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Ah, I'm so thrilled to be here. It's cool to be here on the other side of meeting you in person. That's always fun. It is. It's it's always nice to have a relationship that goes beyond just, you know, one side of the camera and the other. So, yeah, um, well, won't, for those who may be living under a rock and haven't heard of you and your, your 1,000 hours outside, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and, and maybe even what got you started on this path of encouraging families to get outside like you do? Oh, you're so sweet. I'm sure there's a many, many people who have not heard of this. Um, so, so we're a homeschooling family and we're huge advocates of homeschooling. It has been the best decision that we've ever made as a family and don't regret it for one second. We have five kids, um, they're ages five to 13. So we are in this little bit of an easier spot. Um, when the kids were younger, 
you know, it was really uh, challenging, I thought, and um, it's gotten a little bit easier, at least it is right now. So for families with really little ones, uh, there's hope. Um, That's right. You know, I'm really here birthed out of my failure, which is ironic. And uh, But I do think that sometimes that is how things go. When our kids were really small, I just struggled. I really did not transition well into motherhood and was overcome with the amount of needs and, um, you know, the amount of sort of daily failure I felt um, with having kids and, and they're crying all the time and they need this and they need that. And so I just, we had three in under three years and I didn't really know what to do with them. Um, we enrolled in all these different programs and they were exhausting. They were yeah. great programs, you know, like the library program is a great program, but it took so much effort, you know, for that 45 minute, you know, class or, or whatever the thing to get there, to be packed, to have the different sizes of diapers, you know, to have snacks for this child. I mean, it was just a lot to have the nursing cover and maybe a couple kids are nursing. I mean, I don't even know. It was just really yeah. overwhelming <laughs> to me. And, um, and so I was in a kind of a dark place where I wasn't enjoying being a mom, though I loved my kids. Um, I was lost and I was really floundering. And so a friend of mine, we knew we were going to home educate. Um, and at the beginning, it was just for the sake of time. Um, the bus came at eight in the morning where we lived and didn't come back till 445 wow. for kindergartners. And so we just thought, well, you know, how can we maintain our primary influence over our child? And it's just such a long day, you know, for a five-year-old to have to be on and, um, you know, and so, you know, we made some lifestyle choices and ended up going the homeschool route, but I had a friend who was like a year ahead of me. Now, this is just like the coolest thing about how our lives intertwine. And she was going to be homeschooling and she, so she was already researching, you know, she was like on the ball, you know, and, uh, and she brought up Charlotte Mason, who I didn't know anything about. I didn't know that she was from the 1800s. And she said, well, Charlotte Mason recommends that kids should be outside for four to six hours a day whenever the weather was tolerable, uh, weather is tolerable. And so this was sort of a, an absurd notion, I thought, kind of an outlandish thing I, you know, in our society who's outside for four to six hours in one day, just used to these small little snippets you know, of activities and and really, it's very hard to, to gain the attention of a toddler for more than 10 or 15 minutes. You know, we would oh, do yeah. these crafts and things at the house. You know, it would take me 20 minutes to set it up. They'd play with it for 10. It'd be a massive mess. So I couldn't even really comprehend this four to six hours of outside time. But this friend of mine invited us to go outside with her for four hours. And I thought it would crash and burn. You know, I was prepared for the worst and, uh, you know, like, like take those little activities, multiply it by five or six times, yeah. you know, but it just turned out to be completely different. This was in 2011. I met at a park uh, with a girlfriend of mine. We each had three kids um, and we want a babe in arms and then, you know, two toddler preschoolers each. So there was four little kids running around and it just changed my world that one day because you know, creation and mother nature. And, um, you know, it, it's like having another mother around truly, and really a mother for the kids and a mother for myself, 
you know, cause I had a chance to finally take a breath. And for four hours, I didn't feel like I was failing and yeah. the kids were happy and everyone was thriving. They just played. And, and I don't even totally know what they did. Cause I sat on the picnic blanket and held the baby. And so did she. And we had, we got to finish some conversations and we had a picnic lunch and, and then we left and, and everyone napped at the same time, which was so rare, you know, it's like a miracle. And right. um, <laughs> my life changed. My life changed in that one day. And um, so the path is, you know, the, the journey was just basically um, this life change. You know, I, I saw amazing changes in myself, my own mood, you know, being present, being happier, being more fulfilled. But then also very quickly started to see these changes in our kids. They're more coordinated. They're sleeping better. They're not getting sick as much, you know, and, and in time just came across I mean, just research upon research that free play for kids and especially in nature, it helps their cognition. It helps them emotionally. It helps them physically. It helps them their social skills and it helps them spiritually. And so um, it's like you just get all of this at a very low cost, um, you know, usually fairly accessible. I know it's not always, but a lot of the time it is, you know, in your backyard or parks that are close by. And um, and so I started this movement. Uh, it was after a couple years that we had been living this way of getting outside and prioritizing that because we were never running into other kids. Hmm. And it had just been such a powerful, a powerful life change for me personally and for our family. I thought, well, I should write about kind of what our experience was. And I named it 1000 Hours Outside because I actually added up how much time we were getting outside I'm trying to sort of compare it to screen time. And, you know, we started yeah. to read these statistics. This is back in 2013. So we'd been living this way for two years, started to read these statistics. You know, kids are on screens for 1,200 hours a year in uh, America on average. And wow. that was a statistic from 2013. So um, anyway, so we were outside 18 to 20 hours a week with this little nature group and family time on the weekends on average. And it added up to 1,200 hours a year. And I was like, awesome. Wow. You know, like we would have missed out on so much had that time. It gave me a good perspective on time because I yes. could think back and think how full our year was and think, well, you know, what would our year have looked like if all 1,200 of those hours had gone to virtual living? And yeah. and so I thought, well, I'll call it 1,000 hours outside was sort of this goal of bringing back balance to childhood, you know, talking about these benefits upon benefits of for all of us no matter our age of getting outdoors and you know building family memories and milestones and um and here I sit you know for a long time people kind of were like what are you talking about which I understand because that's what I thought about it too um, but once people began to try it you know we you know when you're intentional about it whether you hit the number or not and you've got this sort of nature time in front of you it helps you to to prioritize it, maybe leave a little more blank space in your calendar and mm. get kids outdoors. Well, that is, that is awesome. And I want to tell you, I've got, I want, there are several things that you said that I want to pull on and kind of follow up on. But one thing that I wanted to throw in, you were talking about, um, you know, just the, the way that it helped you getting outside, the way that it helped your kids getting outside. And I want to throw in something that now that I am way down the road from where you are, what happens, I've got three college kids, one in high school, and almost every time we're sitting down to dinner, I learn new things that they were playing and doing outside that I had no idea that is so 
funny for them to talk about now. They bond, they laugh, they giggle, they they relive it all right now. And some of the things I think God spared me from, I was not prepared to to live those things in the moment with them. They were a little extreme. Um, but just giving them the freedom to play and to be and to imagine and to make stuff up and all of this thing, all of these things has built or strengthened really, really solid relationship with my young adults now who are all about ready to launch out and start a new, a new era in their lives. So just really from, again, from kind of a a rear view mirror standpoint, that's another thing that I would have never imagined that getting out and playing that way would do, would just kind of make our, make our dinner so funny now because they're, they're constantly throwing back and remembering things that they did in the backyard or in the woods behind our house or where they would go back and, and hike down to this little cave they found by a Creek and all this stuff that is, it's like it's yesterday as they tell the stories and you can just tell the joy and the fun in their faces. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Those memories really stick. Um, I think because, um, because we're relaxed, because we're emotionally happy, because there's a lot of senses involved, you know, people really tend to remember their outdoor memories. And so this has strengthened the relationship between siblings. Dorenda Wilson talks about the same thing. You know, she said exactly like you said, and her kids are saying they're launching yep. and you know, in their yep. 20s and things. And she says that, you know, they they made up their own societies and they had <laughs> currencies and, and now, you know, and things that she didn't know were going on, but yep. it was bonding them together as siblings in these sort of made up worlds that they're coming up with. And, and so, I mean, the benefits are just so layered and so deep uh, just for, you know, simple outdoor play. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to know, you have written that if you want your child to thrive academically, socially, and emotionally, and physically, you have to build time into your life to spend outdoors. Now, I know that a lot of people who are listening can see the the social, the emotional, the physical connection, but tell me more about how that outdoor play how you've seen and how you've studied and, and realized through statistics and, and all of the things that you've done, that that really influences their academics as well. Well, and this is the big issue, right? I think that a lot of people look at play nowadays as frivolous. And so, you know, they would rather be tutoring or lessons or these different adult directed activities. But but what I have learned over the years is that play um and, and complex movements that happen outdoors. And so, you know, the outdoors is real conducive to complex movements and to increasingly complex movements. So, you know, as our kids have gotten older, you know, they're climbing and jumping off of things. They're climbing up a little higher and jumping off of things. They're running, they're leaping, they're learning how to dive, you know, they're, they're, they're fishing, they're casting a fishing line, they're riding bikes, they're shooting basketballs. These are all complex movements. And and kids, as they get older, they they try harder and harder things. They master one thing and they move on to another. So complex movements, they enhance our brain function and they protect our brain function. So for instance, um, there's this book called Smart Moves, and it's a fantastic book. It's written by um, a pediatric occupational therapist. Her name is Carla Hannaford. She's a PhD. And she's 77 now, but she wrote this book. She's 77 now, and she didn't learn to read till she was 10. And she wow. talks about how that wasn't that, she said it wasn't a big deal when she was a kid. But hmm. um, one of the statistics she has in her book from a study is that elderly people, 
who dance regularly have a 76% less chance of developing Alzheimer's or dementia. So 76% less chance of developing Alzheimer's or dementia. It's not a pill. It's just dancing. And her point, and it's a 69% chance of her playing a musical instrument. So her point is, and she goes through the whole book and just talks about how the neural wiring, so how fast our connections are being made, are enhanced through complex movements. So that's a piece of the puzzle. You know, if we want our kids to have a, a quicker computer up there for for a lifetime, you know, we don't know what's coming. You know, the job market is changing. I, I heard recently that by 2035, three quarters of the job market is going to be entrepreneurs. You know, so um, things are changing. We need our kids to have quick adaptable brains that are flexible, that are creative, that are innovative. Well, where does all that come from? You know, that comes from free time and from play. So that's a piece of the puzzle. Another piece of the puzzle is that, you know, we're talking about uh, school readiness, getting ready for seat work, for reading and for writing. You know, outdoor play really helps with eyesight. It helps with how the eyes track together. You know, so you're, you're romping through the woods, you know, and with every step, your eyes have to retract together. So they're, you know, they're learning to work together. We, we measure vision and we test vision 2020, 2040. But, but really an, another important part is how well do our eyes actually work together? So all of that movement, all of that sunlight, the seeing, you know, far away and close up, all of those things are helping with, with actual eyesight. And so it's going to help a child for when they hit those years when they want to read um, and they begin reading and they're trying to use their eyes together or all of the hanging, you know, it's, that's, you know, strengthening this shoulder girdle all the way down the arm, your core. You know, I think there's a, there's an epidemic, I guess, of kids falling out of chairs, yes. you know, you know, they can't hold themselves upright. They don't have the strength. So they're having to use a lot of, you know, they're a lot of themselves just to hold themselves in the right position, you know, so that's taking away from the seat work and a lot of concentration. So, um, you know, you think about just hanging, which kids do, they hang from a tree limb or they hang from a bar, like, you know, and that's helping with their dexterity. And, hmm. and so that's getting them ready for writing posture and, and for using a pencil and, and, you know, digging in the dirt and all those sort of things. And then, and then beyond that, you know, all of these nature subjects are cross-disciplinary. So, right. you know, you really learn in that sort of a way. So if, if we have raised monarch caterpillars, which is a fun thing that our family likes to do, it's it's free, you know, it's easy to find. And, um, you know, only I think 10% of monarch caterpillars turn into butterflies. So, you know, you help to hatch a few more, but, you know, they grow 2000 times their size in two weeks, you know, I mean, that you, so you're learning math and you can, you can buy these little stickers and tag them and, and follow their journey to Mexico. I mean, what a cool way to learn geography, wow. you know, so just and science all together. So that's a, that's a different, um, a different piece of it, but, um, you know, academically, there's, you know, so much to learn through the study of, of nature and, um, and how it weaves itself in and out of so many different subjects. Well, absolutely. And I know I, I have found in study that I have done, um, just for, for other workshops and such that I've been working on that activity will make your brain function better for like two hours 
beyond that. So, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of just activity will settle your brain down and allow you to focus better for long periods of time. And I know raising boys, there were a number of times when these these guys are just so hardwired to move that you can just see the frustration mounting and, and that kind of thing. And so academics are not going to happen in those moments. That's why right. boys are so likely to get in trouble at school because they're just stuck in their seat. So in, yeah. in our homeschool, if I saw that agitation going, I would I would send them outside, go shoot hoops for 20 minutes, go run around the house, take two laps. I don't know, um, but whatever. And then you reap the benefits of the focus that comes not only from the sunshine and the fresh air and the activity or the, the all that comes from that, but just that activity, getting that energy out will help them focus and do better academically too in the wake of it. Yeah. And it's an interesting point because I think for homeschool families, and this is how we ran our homeschool for a long time, you know, it's like you're trying to get that work kind of out of the way. And so a lot of family structure, I know we did for a long time, we structured it where that was sort of the first thing that we did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've learned in time that actually morning sunshine uh, really affects our our entire body. There's a hundred there's a hundred body processes, bodily functions that are dependent on that day and night cycle. And so we get outside, and that sunlight wakes up our brains. It's bright enough, you know. So it's an interesting thought, you know, in terms of home education, which is, you know, maybe we do start off the day with movement, a family, a short family hike, a walk around the neighborhood, you know, that that becomes the first part of the day or one of the first parts of the day and sort of sets the rest of the day up for everyone to feel better and and to be more ready to do different seat work things. Well, and even as a mom, I, I, I don't want to downplay the impact that it has on mom and dad getting outside as well, because I know when I focus on starting my day outside or getting outside as early as I can. David goes hiking almost every day. Um, I don't get to go with him. I can't keep up with him all the time, but but I'll try to take a walk in the neighborhood or something like that. The difference in just the the way I feel going into everything else is amazing to me. And I don't know all the science behind it, but I can tell you from an experiential standpoint that it is very clearly there. There is, there is, those things are impacted. My state of being, my clarity of thought, my just the way that I feel changes when I start early in the day, getting outside, getting a little bit of movement, even still. And my kids, like I noted before, are in college. So we're not going out and doing it every day together like we were when I <laughs> I had more control over them. Um, but still keeping with that habit, even as you get older, I've, I've seen such benefits still going with it. But as a young mom, it was the most clarifying, glorious thing to me to walk away from everything I saw undone and just enjoy my children with a blank slate in front of me. You know, when we're in the woods, when we're at a park, when we're in the backyard, I'm not constantly thinking about the dishes in the sink or the the laundry that needs to be done. And I'm not torn in two so much. I am really focusing on enjoying them and enjoying um, those moments. And it just really pays off in so many ways. Yeah, you just get to be present. And I have thought, you know, I've thought in the past, like um, my father-in-law, he grew up um, on this street and he says something like, you know, within the first six houses on either side, there were 76 kids, you know, so he grew up in this neighborhood, kids everywhere and the kids were always outside playing. And I thought, you know, at certain times, like, oh, kind of, you know, kind of envious, you know, like, you know, wouldn't it be nice to just shoot? And I remember that as being a child, the neighborhood kids were out and 
And the moms, you know, maybe they just shoot the kids out for a little bit or, um, and so, and so I thought about that in the past, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? I mean, times have really changed, but on the other hand, I'm just, what a gift to get to do this with our kids. You know, I'm actually, you know, instead of being inside doing all of those chore type things, I'm I'm out there with them and, and we're, um, you know, we're meeting up with other families and we're building, you know, full family relationships. And so um, society has changed. We have to do things a little differently, I think, to accommodate this need of children right. and this need for ourselves. You know, but in the end, uh, you know, like I have the memories too. And, and I get that serotonin boost too from the sun. Yep. So it really is a neat thing. Like you said, you know, that time to be present and, and to not have to see all of the undone things in the home. Well, well, Jenny... First of all, yes, I totally agree. Um, But how, as you were talking, I was sitting there thinking, there are probably a lot of moms who are listening in who, you know, where they live or the way they were brought up or whatever. This is a very foreign concept for them. What are some practical, easy ideas that you would share with them for actually just getting started, kind of getting their toe in the water, so to speak, of starting this journey of spending more time intentionally outdoors? I think a little bit starts with knowing how good it is for you. I mean, I think, you know, I think that was the piece that I was missing. I didn't know at all. You know, we look at it as like a, you know, a last minute thing that we put into our calendar. Um, But for us, this has become the foundation of our homeschool. This is the foundation of our education. Everything else comes easier if we're prioritizing. So it really kind of stems back to the calendar, which is like if our calendars are too full, we're missing this key component um, that children really desperately need and they need it um, for their development. They also need it for their future because this is developing the skills within them that that's going to help them in it, you know, in an unforeseen world ahead. So, so having that knowledge and then, you know, practically speaking, we have a couple close family friends that will adventure with us. Um, and so we try and rotate through, you know, what's nearby and invite other kids and bring good food. And hikes are always a really um, good entry point. If you have a half mile hike near you or a one mile hike or a nature center, or um, I use Google Maps and you can just type in like pond, you know, waterfall. We don't have any waterfalls in Michigan, but um, you know, those types of things. And, and then in terms of weather, you know, each season does offer really unique things for families and for children. So, you know, we try and keep that perspective, though I don't like being cold, but, um, you know, we try and keep that perspective that in the winter we can sled and, you know, when it's raining, you can stomp in puddles and, you know, it's just different things that you can do um, each season. But we definitely get outside more. I really like this Charlotte Mason, which was sort of the impetus for, for, um, our life change, she said, four to six hours whenever the weather is tolerable. You know, so right. it's a key, it's a key phrase there, right? Like we're not spending four to six hours outside when you know it's zero degrees out, out or whatever. <laughs> but we're trying to get out and get that sunlight, get that fresh air most days that we can, long mm-hmm. chunks of time on you know on days that we can. Um, so I always say, you know, if you have food, if you have friends, if you've got a first aid kit. You're kind of good to go, you know, yeah. what, what's near you. And, um, and just to know that this is hugely beneficial, um, both to your children and, and for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we did when the kids were younger a lot is 
we would take, like you, you noted, we take food always, but we would take a little bit of school and we'd go to a state park locally or you know, generally that we live at the foothills of the mountains and there's a lot of state parks, which are just glorious for because they're mountain state parks. So we've got that going for us. But sometimes we would just go to a city park. Um, but we would do a little bit of school there, a little bit of play there. It broke up our routine, um, which was good for me because I would get bored being stuck at home all the time too. Um, and it just, yeah. it it was a great intro for getting out. It was it was combining all of those things, doing, yeah. you know, the, the reading, writing, and arithmetic that we needed to do, and then extending that learning into whatever we were doing as activity that day. So um, we did that an awful lot. It's super easy to do. It doesn't take a lot of planning because most of the time right. we would get up that morning and I'm like, I'm done here. We're leaving. We're going yeah, somewhere yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. You invest in a couple clipboards, you know, and, and yep. you're good to go. And, and that's beneficial too. I mean, it doesn't have to be this like hiking through the mountains. I mean, right. really just exposure to the sunlight, to that full auditory sound, you know, of birds and, and animals and leaves rustling. All of those things are really beneficial. Yep, absolutely. Well, Jenny, we are just about out of time today, but I did want to segue just a little bit into the fact that you will be joining us at all of our events this year, and we're so excited so to have excited. you here. So we will see you coming up in Cedarville, uh, Ohio, Round Rock, Texas, yeah. and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee for the rest of the season. Can you tell everybody just real quick what kind of things that you're going to be talking about at that at those events so that they know kind of why they would want to come hear you there? Yes. So we'll be diving more into this because uh, there's so much more to talk about in terms of the benefits of that, uh, getting outdoors and, and sort of the lifelong success. I have a heart for um, the families that are really scared. Um, you know, they're feeling that tug uh, to jump into home education, but but they're fearful and um, they have a lot of questions. And so I'm going to be doing a homeschool 101, uh, just like a quick start guide, talk about, you know, um, uh, why this is a good decision and how you're qualified and, and that type of thing. I talk about um, homeschooling, you're doing it right. Because uh, I think we all have those questions of, am I doing this right? You know, am I messing it up? Um, and so those will be some of the main ones that I'm talking about. So awesome to meet people in person at those events. They're so vibrant. Um, I'm really, really excited to join you. Well, I am so glad. In the meantime, though, where can they find you? How can they connect with you, you know, digitally and kind of keep up with what you're doing, get to your resources, that kind of thing? That's like the irony, right? Like, here's here's how you can find me on the screens. You know, I'm That's easy. Right. It's everything is just... <laughs> Everything is just 1,000 hours outside. So it's 1,000. It's numerical. Um, you know, 1,000hoursoutside.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and there's a hashtag 1,000 hours outside. There's Facebook groups. There's lots of things. And so we have got some free resources on our website, like a kickoff pack. It show, um, like each month has a book list and uh, little adventure prompts. So this is February's. You know, just like little things that you could go do outside or picture book list for, you know, like outdoor adventurers. We've got our, we actually keep track of our, of our time outside. So we've got these free charts. So, um, yeah, that's on our website and, uh, it's kind of, I think it's kind of easy to find this stuff. It's all the same. That's awesome. 
Well, so fun. Well, we will make sure that we link to all of that too. So if you want to go to the show notes, we'll make it super easy for you. You can just click over and find her there. Make sure that you plan to hear her on site. She's awesome. You just want to hang out with her. Trust me on this. She is amazing. But Jenny, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending your time with us here today. It's been fun as always. And I'm just so, so grateful for you. Oh, thanks for having me. And I mean, I'm on the countdown. I'll see you real soon, March 5th. Yay. 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 Well, thank you again. And to everybody else, thank you guys for joining us today. I hope this has been an encouragement to you. I hope that you've gotten some really good ideas and inspiration uh, for just getting you and your kiddos outside, get that sunlight, get that activity, enjoy the time together, make the memories. And then, you know, I hope one day you look back from your kitchen table all those years down the road and you hear all these crazy things that your kids did that you had no no idea was even going on because you gave them the freedom to play. So give your kids the freedom to play, enjoy it, lean into this time, and I will talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.